Hello again, everybody, and welcome to The Accelerator with Michael Conniff. That's me, as you might have guessed. And uh, we are a podcast that makes no recommendations to buy or sell or do anything with your money. But what we do is bring entrepreneurs, startups, and founders together with angels, venture capitalists, family offices, investment firms, people with the money. So we try to sit right in the middle of that. And today we are lucky to have a very interesting founder, Aditya Sharma. Welcome, Aditya. Good to have you. Thank you so much, Michael. Thanks a lot for your time. Uh, thanks for having me. It's uh, it's our pleasure. Uh, Aditya is the CEO and founder of a, um, I guess I would call it a human resources and training platform called High Counselor. How would you describe it? So Michael, High Counselor is an online career accelerator for recent grads and early stage professionals who want career, to kick off. Career accelerator. Okay, good. Yes. That's a better way to put it. Okay. And, yep. um, and I just want to, um, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the program is that, you know, this is not necessarily um, my sweet spot at all, but I was really impressed by some of the things you told me about where you are. So um, a couple of things are that you have um, helped 140 people land jobs. Uh, at the uh, A week ago, that was 100% success rate. Um, and that you have um, an interesting way of billing customers. Um, the customers are the people you are placing in jobs. You get 9% um, uh, of their first year's salary or... Uh, you can sell upskill. You call upskilling to them for three thousand dollars over six months. Now, the key to this, I'm going to really paraphrase it. Then I'm going to let you tell us in detail. But the key to this is you have a very tight fo focus on certain sectors, technology and software sectors. You have a very tight focus on training people before you send them out for a job. And so consequently, you're, you're, you have metrics like they're getting 10 times more interviews, um, they're getting jobs within five to six weeks instead of, you know, more like six months. Um, so you've had great results and um, you're in the middle of a pre-seed round. I think you've raised 1.25 million so far. Is that up to date? Yeah, I mean, we are, uh, we are raising 1.75 million and we have already secured 1.25 from two VC firms and two angel groups. And those VCs are, um, I believe, uh, Heroic Ventures and uh, Aria Fund. And who are the angels? Tell us about them. Yeah, so there are two angel groups. One is uh, Golden Nivesh. So in this angel group, there are uh, three uh, main partners. Uh, one is the managing director at Deloitte. Uh, another one is head of uh, Wipro America. Uh, and third one is a very senior leader at Allstate Insurance. So having investment from these people also gives us uh, like a mentor, right? Uh, who can help mm -hmm. us get into these enterprise companies. That was the purpose. And the another angel group is a super Morpheus. Uh, they are based out of India. It's a group of uh, unicorn founders back in India, very successful serial entrepreneurs and investors. Uh, they recently all came together and started investing in ed tech and fintech domain. That's where we came across and, uh, that gives us access to highly technical people because we are a tech product. Uh, we always need uh, excellent developers uh, and technical people. So uh, getting connected with Supermorphous gives us an opportunity to tap into the technical talent market. Now, you're a Duke graduate. 
Um, mm. we've, we, we've established that in a previous conversation. So you've, you've got educated in America, at least in part. What made you come up with this idea? I should also mention you're formerly of Deloitte yourself. But what, what led to the genesis of this idea? Why, what, what made you think that you could fill a gap here? So, Michael, what happened? So I was born and raised back in India, did my undergrad for in engineering from one of the very reputed universities in India. And after that, I scored pretty decent in GRE to get an admission at Duke University. Right. And I got into Master of Engineering Management program at Duke. But even after graduating from Duke, uh, it was not very easy for me to land a job. I remember I applied to hundreds of online applications, uh, but uh, online application is nothing but a black hole. You keep on applying. There's no response rate. Uh, even when I got some of the interviews through some campus career fairs, right, at Duke, and I don't think many universities have this campus career fair in the U.S. It's not very common. But even when I got those interviews, I was not ready to crack those interviews, right? Uh, and then it became a struggle of about four to six months, which was a very tiring and frustrating. And I believe that uh, if I had spent that, that time understanding more about my curriculum, understanding, like enjoying more of that school uh, uh, education part, right? That would have been much more fruitful than just applying online every single day, tweaking your resume. That's not the right way. And so that told me if I could interrupt. So even even though you were well educated, yeah. um, well trained in many respects, you feel like you still weren't ready, and that's the kind of the impulse you've brought into this business, right? There are two reasons because of which any job seeker struggles, and because of which I struggled. First is you're not prepared from an interview perspective, okay? Being mm -hmm. educated and knowledgeable is different and prepared from an interview perspective is different, okay? Second is recent graduates do not have strong professional network to get the interview opportunities, right? Imagine when I came to the US, I had no connections here that I can call and say, hey, can I get the interview opportunity and I get a referral, right? I mean, and this is the situation with 90% of people, not just international candidates, even with Americans, right? Or people who have spent many, many years here. They don't have that many contacts. So all they rely upon is online ad application, which doesn't work. So network and right preparation for interview are the two factors that your university don't provide. And you felt you didn't have those. So where did you end up getting your first job? So again, it was a long hustle, but in that hustle, I learned a lot about this job market on how to prepare for interview. And second thing is networking. I started building my network. Took me about four months, trust me, uh, to learn how to actually effectively network. And now I believe that it was, it should have been communicated by my university career center. They should have told me and taught me on the very first day. Right. Well, so how did how did you so how how should one network? So exactly. So you're an expert on this now. So how should people do it? So people look. There are multiple ways of doing networking. Uh, people who are in universities definitely they should reach out to their alumni. But again, LinkedIn is so. Uh, I mean, LinkedIn is so saturated that anyone can click on a connect button and people do not care about it, right? So the best way of networking is, first of all, email networking, okay? Uh, if you don't have any connections, you don't have any relatives uh, that can refer you, uh, the best way is email networking. Reach out to people directly who is working in your target role and target company and ask for a 15 minutes information call. 
request say that hey michael i just came across a data analyst position at your company it would be great if you can connect just for a 15 minutes uh, information call and i would love to know more about your company and this job position and you'll find that people will come back to you uh, not everyone would get back to you it is also important to understand but there would be a good chunk of people who are more than willing to help you know michael when people see when people like who are senior software developers who have spent most of their lives sitting on just laptop writing code one day when an email pop up in their inbox saying that hey i'm a young budding engineer i'm looking for a help would you mind helping me there would be a lot of people who would come back to you and so you're let's talk about your your target you didn't tell me what your where your first job was you ducked that question where was your first job my first job was at price waterhouse cooper so i was a oh, duke okay. And I started networking. I started networking left and right, found a lot of ways to optimize it. And I remember I connected with a gentleman. His name was Jeff Reisky. He was a senior associate at PwC. And Jeff, uh, I had a very good conversation with Jeff. And Jeff referred me. I got my first interview and then my first job at PwC. And even... Yeah, go ahead. mm -hmm. Sorry. And one more thing I want to add here. That's how I got my job at PwC. And the same process I followed to get my second job at Deloitte. I reached out to somebody working at Deloitte, explained that I'm really interested, had a very good conversation, referred, got a job offer within four days. But uh, you probably were starting to realize you were an entrepreneur at heart, is my guess. And um, you saw this. So this company really comes right out of your personal experience. But one of the things I really like about what you're doing is you're not trying to be all things to all people. You have you have picked a specific target market. So explain that with as much precision as you can. Who should who should use high counsel or your company? So our focus is right now on the tech roles. Even in tech roles, we are focusing on four categories: software people who are looking for a job in software engineering, like front end, back end, full stack role. People who are looking for a job in data category, like data analyst and data scientist and third is product management and fourth is techno functional roles techno functional roles i mean that, what what is that last one again say that a little slower so the last one is techno functional roles okay techno functional roles so in techno functional roles uh, you can think of like salesforce consultant at any big four consulting firm that's a tech that's a role that requires a background in technology as well as requires some functional or the managerial knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's where we'll be growing. So right now we help people land a job in Salesforce Consulting. Very soon, uh, probably in the next three to four months, we are jumping into three other major categories like Guidewire Platform, uh, Phineos Platform, Duck Creek, uh, Oracle Cloud CRM, right? So these are all techno-functional roles. And Michael, there is so much massive demand of these technologies in the market that young graduates who struggle to land a job, if we can equip them with these technical skills in just four to six weeks, they would be super employable in the market. And let's talk about what the process of upskilling is, upskilling. So so you take somebody not unlike yourself coming out of school, pretty, pretty smart, pretty knowledgeable, pretty, pretty well-trained, but not specifically ready for the interview no real business network. But there's this other piece, which is precise skills that the marketplace is demanding at a specific time. So what are those skills and how do you teach them? 
So for example, Salesforce is a super hot technical skill right now in the market. Okay. So any recent graduate who has some background in technology, right, or some background in management studies, right, uh, a lot of candidates apply to our platform and we have our next Salesforce cohort starting in seven days from now, in a week from now. So the way we structure it is, so we provide this technical skills in a four weeks of time span. Every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Pacific, we have a live instructor-led classes, okay, in which we teach Salesforce. And these instruct and the instructors that we have in our class is a real professional who's currently working as a Salesforce consultant. For example, a manager from Deloitte or a senior manager from PwC or a partner from Ernst & Young will be teaching our candidates live. Now, a part of our training curriculum is that we do not believe in teaching just academic knowledge or bookish information. Rather than everything that we teach in our session, that is related to what you will be doing in your real job. And that's what make it different, right? That you, When you will go to interviews, you can literally say, as a consultant, I can do these 20 things. You can ask and I can perform it, okay? Now, to me, ensure how candidates uh, are in good standing to perform those tasks. At High Counselor, in parallel to the training program, we run a live industry project, okay? A project that is live right now that a company is working in which our students work as a consultant. Mm -hmm. Every day they get tasked, every end of the day they have to report, deploy, submit uh, their finished items. And that's how they work as a consultant for about one and a half months with us, right? So imagine when they join any company, they're not raw material, they're finished products. Okay, well, maybe not finished products, but certainly polished products, let's much say. Much polished, that, that's much right. better. <laughs> I don't think yeah. it can be totally finished in six in six weeks, but but nonetheless, um, the, the approach is persuasive. Now, what does the business look like today in terms of revenue, um, and what are your projections for the coming years? So in terms of revenue, currently we are at 3.5 million booking run rate, about 1.2 million in revenue run rate. Uh, we have grown about 30 to 40% every quarter in the last one year. And we are at a point where we have built the entire infrastructure and technology to grow from this point. Uh, again, we are looking at about 40 to 50% growth quarter or quarter for the next three quarters. Uh, last year, we helped about 250 uh, to 300 candidates in their job search process. We onboarded about 250, 250 to 300 candidates. This year, we are expecting to help about 2,000 candidates wow. in their job search process. We are looking to grow about 10x. And and the scalability of it, I think you have 16 people now, uh, three in the US, the rest in India. But the scalability owes a lot to what I would call the Zoom model, where you can teach people virtually. So you don't have to you can add bodies without adding instructors you can have the same instructor teach 500 or 600 people but um, um, what do you think revenues will look like um, at the end of 2022 and then beyond what's what what do you look what are you predicting so we are uh, looking at revenue of about 24 million by end of this year and about uh, 68 million by end of next year uh, mm -hmm. So that's where we are growing. And as I said, in 
once we establish ourselves into uh, 10 main technical skills, say by end of this year, our growth rate uh, would become even more faster as we move forward. Okay, well, it's very impressive. Now, what about competition? Uh, what do you worry about when you go to bed at night? Who do you, who do you worry about? Who do other I than, worry other about? Than, uh, other than how uh, Carl Sigler is going to be coaching the Duke basketball team. What, what, what do you worry about in terms of the competition? So in terms of competition, it's a pretty uh, healthy competition out in the market. Uh, we have primarily... Uh, we consider two or three companies. One is Pathrise, which is a YC-funded company funded by a lot of other VCs. Uh, but I think we have done a pretty great job uh, that now candidates leave our competitors and join High Counselor, although it's been just one and a half year. But there is one company that we see as a very strong competitor, which is Scalar Academy. Scalar Academy, it, uh, it, is a com it was a company founded back in India uh, by one of my very good friend uh, almost four years ago. They have recently raised $55 million at, I think, $700 million valuation, as per my understanding, right? It was a friend, uh, of, your, a friend of yours did it, huh? It's, it's a, he's a friend of mine, right? Oh, so so okay. we have been in touch. And uh, recently, uh, and now they will be expanding into the U.S. market. So first thing is, and, and they got this investment from Sequoia Capital and Tiger Global. So first thing is, it validates the space and this particular model. Mm -hmm. The second thing is, I mean, when they come into this market, so definitely there will, be, there will be competition. So we have our own plans on how to establish ourselves uniquely. Although we do not have deep pockets like uh, Scalar Academy at this point of time, but definitely we have strategy technology uh, to separate us apart. And I think that would give them also a very good market and the entire, I would say, uh, the job seeker market, like some very good options to uh, learn from both sides. But I think uh, establishing ourselves as a player in uh, specialized platform skills uh, would give us an edge over Scalar or any other competitor in the market. Yeah, it's the focus. And also, um, you know, you got to have a business model where you can make money. And the idea of um, you're sort of taking the recruitment model of taking a percentage of uh, first year wages um, in payment. Uh, as your primary your primary um, uh, revenue generator, I think is also very very clever. Now, in terms of where else you could take this, so is there are there other niches like the technical like the four categories you explained to me? Are there other does it are there what's around the periphery of that? What other types of upskilling and high counselor uh, approach could you bring to other sectors mm -hmm. so if i talk about like the product roadmap right where do we see this product or the upskilling part going so the first is focus on the technical skills and when i talk about this techno functional roles it's a broad broad market for example salesforce is only one type of crm we plan to cover at least four major crm like zoho uh, oracle cloud similarly then we will jump into so insurance crms just uh people don't know um customer relations managers yep. relationship yep. managers yeah so and they're because you know they're very important they're very they tend to be big ticket items um and they tend to you sort of a lot of companies sort of get run through their crms wouldn't you say exactly yep i mean crm i mean there's no enterprise right now in the entire world that could sustain without having one of the uh famous crms right 
with them. Similarly, there are some platforms that are very important in insurance domain like Guidewire, Phineos. And these are all very highly, I mean, candidate who are equipped with these skills get an entry level salary of about $100,000 or $120,000. That's the entry level salary we are talking about, right? Third platform is security, like cybersecurity, ping identification, token management. Again, these all platform skills. So our focus is on techno-functional roles in the next one to one and a half year. And that would give us access to about $8 billion market, which is, I think, a huge untapped market, very important one. After that, we plan to grow into other engineering domains like mechanical engineering and electrical engineering. After that, we plan to jump into uh, non-technical roles like sales and marketing. But that is like two to two and a half year down the line when we are already established as a firm. You may not even have to do that. <laughs> it's a massive market. It's a yeah, massive you may be, you may be big enough. But, um, you know, you, um, Aditya Sharma from um, uh, High Counselor, the founder and CEO with us here on the Accelerator with Michael Conniff. Uh, what's, you have done something, and I've, I've talked to a bunch of entrepreneurs now. You're kind of making this look a little too easy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't say that to many entrepreneurs, but... But what you've done is, um, you know, I think is truly impressive. And um, let's talk about your, your, I guess it would be your uh, Series A round. Um, you're thinking in terms of this summer. What will that look and what will that get you to? So right now. What will that look like, I should say? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, right now, as we are raising about 1.75 and we're already in conversation with very many investors who should be done very soon. The idea is that we use this amount grow into two, three fields, right? And have very strong revenue numbers for Q1 and Q2. And we'll start our series A round at the beginning of Q3 or end of Q2. When we have a very strong number, we already have very strong numbers for the last one year. Uh, and with that, we plan to raise about 10 to $15 million to grow into about 15 techno-functional sectors that are in high, high demand. And our target market will only be US for our ISA program. For a subscription, definitely will be targeting uh, U.S. and the European market, both. Has it been hard to find the teachers? And is it going to be hard to find more teachers? So uh, actually finding right teachers is one of the easiest part of this business. And the reason behind that is if you go on LinkedIn and search, say, senior data scientists working in top 10 companies, say Google, Facebook, Amazon, you'll come across at least 20,000 people in the US who are working at, at these companies in uh, data scientist job role or say senior software engineer job role. Now, the now not every senior data scientist uh, is a good teacher. So what we have done is we have created a curriculum that is that we have prepared in a manner that if we provide the right training, if, if any person go through it line by line, it will create the same amount of quality education uh, irrespective of who's teaching it, right? So the entire part of curriculum is prepared in a manner that you can go through it, Michael, right? Uh, if you have some background in data science, you can go through it and you'll be able to create a very high quality of education, right? So you do so, a lot of work for the teacher is what you're saying. Uh, I mean, we have spent a lot of time in creating this curriculum and creating it in a manner that we can train any instructor in a very short period of time. But as I said, as right now, we have about 42 instructors at High Counselor. Not everyone teaches, but a lot of them are backup. Okay, At a time, one cohort only requires five instructors. But as we are growing, 
we can have up to 600 candidates in a classroom. You can imagine that we can easily yeah we can easily reach like about uh, 150 uh, 100 250 million of revenue with just 60 or 70 instructors with us that's what our calculation was wow so there's real scalability there well listen mm -hmm. uh, aditya sharma from uh, high counselor the ceo and founder um, uh, as you can tell i'm very impressed i i don't get impressed that easily and um i think the key you know you sort of look for certain things um, one of them is traction, and you seem to have a lot of that. The other thing that I always find to be critical, but and obvious, is business model. You know, do you have a business model that that really works? That's where I think a lot of startups have trouble. But this one, you've got kind of the the other the other element I like. I think uh, we we talked about this once before is that in your business model, the student it's is going to pay the nine thousand over the course of uh, a $100,000 salary, they would pay 9000 over the course of a year, right? Six and, months. Uh, six months. Okay. Uh, basically being deducted from their paycheck so yes. that, so that the pain is a little hidden. <laughs> mm -hmm. The cost is a little hidden. They're paying it. It's a real cost, but, but they're paying it kind of under the best circumstances where they're paying that money because it got them a $100,000 job. So, it just seems like a, a very, very competitive business model and um, and a very interesting business. And I, I, I wish you luck with it. And I want to thank you so much uh, for coming on the Accelerator. And I hope you'll come back as these uh, uh, series uh, continue and as you have more data. And I hope your numbers keep going up. I, we certainly hope so. For sure. Thank you so much, Michael, for your time. And uh, yeah, I mean, you'll see me again here. I mean, as soon as we raise our next series around. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, yeah. we'll talk to you soon. And thanks to all of you for listening. This is The Accelerator with Michael Conniff. Great to be here with you in the space between startups, entrepreneurs, founders, and the money people. Um, this has been a great one, and we appreciate your listening and watching, and we'll be back before you know it. Great.